You're listening to Recovery Survey, the podcast that shatters stigmas around different types of addictions and takes a deep dive into spiritual principles. No one could find anything wrong with me. And uh, I then spent the next 28 years on, uh, I guess, approximately 80,000 pills that I swallowed in total for uh, things like schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, and all this stuff. My guest today is named Craig Lewis. He is the author of Your Crazy and Better Days, a mental health recovery workbook. He has quite the story to share with us today. Welcome to the show, Craig. Hi, my name is Craig Lewis, and I'm a recovery maniac, uh, superstar sort of person who uh, lives in Mexico because I needed to find a way to live a better life. And I wasn't having success with that back in the Northeast of the United States where I come from. So I have chosen to uh, live my dreams and be free and to try to do all I can to help make the world a better place by bringing my message of uh, that the recovery is not just possible, but that surviving the impossible is possible. And so I have to live free, do my thing. And, uh, I live here in Mexico and it's helped me do it. So thank you so much, Brett, for having me on the Recovery Survey Survey podcast today. Glad to have you on, Craig. I'm real curious to hear more about your book and, and what you were just talking about there about learning to survive. You wrote a book called The Guide to Surviving the Impossible. Um, where did that come from? Let's let's go back a little bit and let's maybe talk about your journey. What led you to this point? You mentioned that you moved from, from the U S to Mexico. Uh, man, there's a lot there. Let's, let's go ahead and unpack that a little bit. If you would. Thank you so much for nailing it on the head. I need to make sure that I do things in a concise manner because I can go off the rails when I start talking about the reasons that uh, led up to me having my life be here now in Mexico. So I'm going to do that for myself. I'm going to hold the reins as necessary. So bear with me. I'm trying to get better at this because I know how things have gone in the past. All right. So basically, I just turned 47, which is funny because in most of the world, they say I just turned 48 because the way they think about calendars, we do things really screwed up back in the United States, according to the rest of the world. So Growing up in the United States, I'm 47 years old. So when I was a kid, my parents were very unwell and they went to great lengths to protect the, I guess, the uh, the other people in the world from finding out that behind closed doors, things were a freaking nightmare because uh, if anyone knew, they would not uh, be very happy. So I grew up in a nightmarish, abusive situation. I, I would describe it and I had been describing it as having been born into abuse. I just call it what it is. Born into abuse and no one knew. Or if they did know, they were scared off or they were threatened off or they were closed off. And so I it just had to like live with it and try to figure it out. So ultimately me, ultimately my parents, in their desperate quest to keep their secrets, you know, because I was reacting, uh, from the world knowing, uh, Ultimately, in their desperate quest to do this, they had me incarcerated in a psychiatric hospital in 1988. Like I said, I just turned 47, so it was quite a while ago. It was before my 15th birthday. And so 
no one could find anything wrong with me. It's quite sad uh, to know that this is my story for me, even. It's just, I've told the story like thousands of times. It's quite sad, but no one could find anything, you know, you know, I know people out there can't see me uh, do the, the quotations fingers, you know, when you put your two fingers up, you know, like quotations, but no one could find anything wrong with me. And so money, money talks. And uh, I then spent the next 28 years on, uh, I guess, approximately 80,000 pills that I swallowed in total for uh, things like schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, and all this stuff. And uh, well, I stopped taking those pills in 2015. And uh, as you might have imagined or expected, uh, all the symptoms went away. I know that's like a ludicrous story for a recovery community. <laughs> That'll make it very easy for me because of it. But straight up, I mean, that's what happened. And so that really creates a, a life circumstance <laughs> that's very difficult to navigate. And uh, I've been doing my very best. And just you know, in the midst of all that, um, all that crazy life. I was living life of a punk rocker and I still am. I'm like more punk now than ever. I, I, I have to live true to my heart. And uh, I would be a contributor to my community in my punk rock world. And uh, I worked as a, a thing we call a certified peer specialist back in Massachusetts where I was um, tasked with the privilege of going to work every day and meeting with people like myself who had lived experience with trauma and mental health and addiction, providing support for them and guidance in the best ways that I possibly could for their benefit. And I did that, that work for 10 years. And ultimately, uh, how did I end up in Mexico? Well, I had the audacity of uh, doing, my, doing my job correctly. And um, I had to document that my coworker was doing something he shouldn't have been doing. And I did that. And then I have not been able to get a job since. And so my whole life collapsed uh, during the same time period that I was transitioning off of psych meds. And uh, I just became a mess. And it took me a very long time to get better. And although I just published a new book and I'm very proud of it and it appears to be successful based on what responses, I'm struggling and it's like a day-to-day -day thing. And I'm grateful to people like you for allowing me the opportunity to share because I don't want to struggle as much as I have been and getting my story out there and sharing my, 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 my work and, you know, the blessings that have come from this struggle. That's, that's, that's a gift that you and me together give to the world. So thanks for making that possible for me today. Absolutely, man. I'm, I'm so glad to have you on the, on the show and, uh, Man, I think I've heard your story on another podcast, but I can't, I, I was trying to Google it real quick and I can't, um, can't figure out where it was, but your story sounds really familiar and I feel like I've heard parts of it before. Um, so it's, I'm, I'm glad to connect with you, man. I feel like I talk to so many different people, whether it be on the podcast or on social media. And, and sometimes it's like, it's difficult for me to keep track of, of who's who, but I feel like I've heard your story. Um, and I did want to address, we talked about before we started recording the, the booms in the background, you'd mentioned that there's a festival going on. So I'll do my best to try to edit some of that out, but it, it still might come through in, in the final product. So 
Guys, if you're hearing what sounds like gunshots, it's not gunshots, and I'm going to do my best to take those out. But uh, yeah, I would love to hear more about the book if you wouldn't mind telling us um, what led you to write the book, and uh, can you tell us a little, a little bit more about it? Who's it for? Who can it benefit? Um, and uh, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the I'm looking at the cover right now, and it looks really cool, man. Is that a is that a cat with wings? Yes, it is a cat phoenix type thing with wings and a huge shout out to my friend Flo from France. And there's a story that you're asking me to share. Well, how the book happened uh, over the past six years, as I've already stated, life collapsed. Now, let me just re- let me just state real for one second. I had already uh, published a successful book. It's really crazy. I published a book called Better Days, a mental health recovery workbook. And uh, that's available in 11 languages right now. And it's a like a coping skills guide. So as, as my life was, was collapsing and I, I had to do something, I ultimately made the book available in as many language, languages as I could. And I, I prepared for what was coming. Uh, and in my travels around the world, mostly in Europe, to find a way to survive, I came across all sorts of people in, in all sorts of places. And the person who drew the cover of what is now the published book uh, titled The Craig Lewis Guide to Surviving the Impossible. Her name was Flo, and well, I met her sleeping outside a squatted building in Milan, Italy, and uh, that's how we became friends. That's reality for me. And that is why I can uh, call my book uh, The Guide to Surviving the Impossible and attach my name to it because it's, it's my reality. I did. So what the book is, is is the culmination of five plus years of losing everything I had, losing most of the people that I thought were my friends, being disowned by my family, losing my employment, having all the years of honest uh, investment in, in my my local community and my 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 mental health recovery community. You know, all of it just kind of got got destroyed. I know why, and it's okay. I'm I'm, I'm healing from it. But uh, at least my, my uh, integrity is intact, so I can really find a lot of peace and uh, satisfaction and pleasure in that. But I already was having success when my life collapsed, and then it collapsed, and my, my, my quote-unquote success collapsed. So the Craig Lewis Guide to Surviving the Impossible is what I learned when everything got wrecked. So it has 15 passages and worksheets each of which are about something that I experienced in, in my life that could have devastated me. For example, one of the passages is titled, How to Survive Public Meltdowns. So if you're a person like me, or perhaps like you, Brett, or perhaps some people listening who knows what it feels like, or knows what it means, or has seen it, or has been part of it, when somebody goes absolutely off the rails, publicly i just want to say that you're not alone that uh, i talk about that sort of stuff in this book and i'm i'm smiling right now when i talk about it because what what the f am i supposed to do it really happened to me about 30 or 40 times so why not provide something for people that they can you know really understand in terms that are very difficult for most people to talk about especially in a way that's in a healing way to look at themselves and do whatever work they need to do to be able to process through that stuff and heal because that sort of stuff 
the stuff that gets re- real deep down inside you, that real embarrassment, that could that could wreck you. And and I don't want anyone anyone else in the world to have to go down the route that I went because I didn't have what I needed. So this book is for them. It has 15 passages and worksheets, plus a whole bunch of poems that I wrote bit interactively about my experience and some other information as well. And it's for the purpose of helping other people, not just help me transcend what I went through, but help them do it themselves. Cause they take a piece with piece of me with them as they continue on with their journey. And that's what I believe is the, the core of recovery and the core of the future of helping people get better is perpetuating it and like reintroducing it and prolonging it and nurturing it and facilitating it. And that's what this book is all about. Awesome, man. Awesome. And you, you've kind of mentioned as, as you've been sharing, you're talking about um, being in the punk scene or are you a musician or is that just something that you've been attracted to? Cause I know like for me, I feel like even as a kid, like I was drawn to the punk scene and I think a lot of it was just like that rebellion and like the, you know, stick it to the man you know, like screw authority, like that whole kind of attitude kind of drew me to that scene, you know, but I'm, I'm, I'm not musically talented at all, but I'd be curious to, to hear about, you know, kind of that aspect of your, your life. I am punk as fuck. And if you don't know what that means, you better do some research and find out what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm a punk as fuck, punk as fuck guy. And I grew up in the Boston punk scene and I grew up basically schooled by people who, who are real hardcore and the Boston people are special. We're a special group of people in this country. If you're from Boston and you're like uh, from like a street community and you grew up with a certain kind of street ethos and like code, like we are, I know, I know I come from a place with of a myth of mentality that I shared with, with a certain group of people that has like stayed with me my entire life. It's not just being punk rock. It's like being punk rock in Boston, growing up on the tail end of the eighties, then through the nineties, being taught how to be like a code. And so, yeah, I, I love growing up into this crazy life since I was 14, 1988, same time period that I was first put away in psychiatric hospital. So I found my, my, my connection to, 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 to something to believe in something that was going to allow me to get through what was being done to me, something that was going to allow me to have the power within to defy the authority that was so unjustly being being forced on me by my family through their their obsession with having me be diagnosed and then putting me in, in the facilities and the drugs. Like I had to find a way. So anybody who knows about the, the journey of a punk rocker, you know, whether they're into it now or whatever happened, they know a piece of it that says, fuck society and fuck what you're doing to me. And I'm going to stand up for myself and, and take control of my life. And yes, I still do that to this day. It's in part why the United States ain't so like, uh, welcoming to me. And so that's their problem. Um, I live in paradise. I still don't respect authority. However, I respect people. And so I respect anybody who's a person. So if you think that authority this is just a little lesson for people out there. If you think authority is real, it's only real if you believe in it. If you don't believe in it, it doesn't exist. That is a person you're speaking with. Speak with them like a human being, and they'll treat you back like a human being. And if they can't do that, then I don't know what to say. But uh, for me, I'm not going to treat anybody special because they have some sort of authoritative status. And uh, I hope you all find a way to work through that as well because 
because freedom comes from lack of submission to domination and with a root with the Latin is network. So thank you. Let me speak. I'm sitting here right now staring. I got a, I got Milo from uh, Milo goes to college tattooed on the back of my calf. Um, so, I mean, I've had, I definitely have some, some punk roots, probably not to the extent that you have, man, but I definitely like vibed with that whole, um, like the culture and the mindset, especially when I was younger men and like the ideas. And, and I think a lot of people in recovery have kind of embraced the punk community and and just kind of the attitude of of the of the punk community man so i think it's really cool that you're that you're still involved in that that you still um still live that lifestyle man that's really cool brother thank you i think around june 7th or so i'll be publishing a new book another new book and it's called you're crazy volume two and it's uh first-hand accounts of mental health trauma and addiction from within the punk scene and it features 20 uh well first-hand accounts or 20 recovery survivor stories from punk rockers from around the world so this this edition has uh, it's a printed book of course and this edition has writers from brazil england spain france macedonia us and some other spots so it's going to be ready next week so i look forward to uh that being in the hands of the people who will will love it like yourself perhaps that's awesome man that is absolutely awesome well how about how about i uh share with you a page from the new book yeah that'd be fantastic for those who don't know i i was away all weekend or actually today's saturday i was away for the past two days unexpectedly and uh i rushed home and on my way home uh the the uber i swear broke down <laughs> It broke down and I don't speak Spanish very well, even though I've lived in Mexico for two years, I'm, I'm getting better. But like this is times I can't really understand anything. And this was one of them, but I knew I had to just get out and figure something else out. So uh, I got home finally about an hour and a half later after paying like double the, double the price. So uh, uh, thank you for uh, working with me here and give me the time I need right now to uh, fill in this moment while I get the document pulled up. Yeah, hey, no worries, man. Life is really crazy and really beautiful at the same time. All right, so basically, this is the passage, and then it's uh, followed, followed by three questions. How to manage public meltdowns. The humiliation. It will devastate you. I know the burning sting. Do you? Do they think I am crazy? How can I ever show my face again? Am I better off dead? Does anyone have any idea how terrible I feel? I must be truly alone. Does anyone know that my, quote, Craig had a public meltdown again, quote, is an expression of my deepest raw despair. To the person reading this, I know the shame that comes from losing your shit publicly i want you to know that you are not alone and i know you have heard this hundreds of times you've heard it from suicide prevention hotlines your family your community your therapist your peer supporter you know when they speak those words while they mean what they say with sincerity 
even with love, you also know that what they say means nothing. Do my words hurt? It is because you are hearing or reading someone speak the forbidden truth, or is it because you know it is true? The questions. Question one, as evidenced by you reading this, you clearly survived everything that has ever happened to you. Therefore, curiosity question, of all the crazy shit you've ever done, what can you laugh about? I, I think it's I think humor is good uh, when you're working through stuff that has been so shamed. And uh, I'm, I guess I'm just answering this public with you guys with you right now because there's what came to my head. But uh, for all the people who remember when I live streamed on Facebook my uh, meltdown in the Paris airport, and uh, I just want to say that I'm so glad that happened. It was awful and devastating to everything in my life. And I here I am today with this book that's particularly and specifically for people who have been through the most extreme stuff, the stuff that really gets inside you and messes you up. I'm so happy I can be with you today and answer my own question that I wrote for other people to answer as well and say what I just said because the humiliation that I experienced was real and I had to find a way to live every day. So thanks again, Brett, for letting me share from my heart and answering that question. I can, I think we should probably should I take a minute and hear what you have to say because there's other questions as well, but should let this dialogue continue. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. I think I, I, I love the point that you brought up about the humor. And I think a lot of us that are in recovery have kind of a dark uh, sense of humor I know like a lot of things that we joke about and uh, maybe discuss at our meetings are things that maybe people on the outside would probably be um, turned off by or, or uh, really confused by. But I think for us, especially when we've been through so much that we've been through and we've been to these dark places and, you know, we've put our lives on the line for one more or we've put unknown chemicals in our body like we we've experienced things that other people haven't experienced. And I think it kind of gives a different perspective to us on life. And uh, it's really important to find the humor. It's important to find the light side uh, and, and not to not to take everything so serious, man. You know, it's just life. You know, we have one life to live, so we might as well enjoy it. Absolutely. And we, we, if we don't learn how to enjoy the moments that we have, and if we don't learn how to reset ourselves when we have disruptions to our moments, then then what's the point? It's going to like live. What's, what's the point of everything, of anything you do? If you're going to just every day do the same thing and not, not have your life radically changed for the better. So if you want to have a life where all those good moments are, are accessible to you and you can recreate, you can have new ones that are similar and just continue to go on with your life in, in defiance of all that, that you've experienced, whether, whether uh, someone did something to you or, or you know, you did something else, someone else or however it went down, it's entirely within you as the human being to make that decision. And uh, I think there's a lot of power and choosing 
to uh, be better and to choosing to be in recovery. And I think anytime you make that decision, even if you have to make it 30 times a day, I was thinking some crazy shit earlier. <laughs> so before I, like before I got in my, my crazy car ride to get back to do this with you. And so uh, I know that you have to just you know, forgive yourself 30 times a day to be able to smile when the 31st time. So here we are. Once again, hopefully walk on the talk, you know? Absolutely, man. Well, we're kind of coming towards the end of the episode. I would love for you to let the listeners know if they're interested in your books or any of the other projects you're working on. What's the best way they can find you? Do you have a website? Do you do social media? What are what are some ways that they can uh, find out more about you? Thank you so much. I should have a website up and functioning soon. I'm not sure, certain when this is going to go live or public, but uh, if you go to www.sanity is a full-time job, org that should be up and running soon enough but if that's not uh or if it is you can also always directly go look at my my uh, book distribution page which is www.lulu.com slash spotlight slash better days recovery press better days recovery press and you can also email me at surviving the impossible at gmail.com and it would be a pleasure and a gift to hear from anybody and everyone who would like to speak with me. Awesome. Well, I really do appreciate you coming on the show today, Craig. It was a pleasure talking to you. I know we had some some uh, some hurdles to make this happen. And, uh, man, I'm just I'm glad that this was able to happen and we were able to, to talk for a few minutes and discuss your book and, and some of the important things that you're working on, man. I love I love the, the, the punk attitude. I love that you're trying to help people that you've, that you have that lived experience and, and you understand some of the struggles that we go through, uh, you know, like the, like the section you read out of your book about public humiliation. I'm sure that a lot of people that are listening to this can definitely relate to having done something in public that that's, uh, that's really embarrassing or that they don't think that they could get past. And I really do appreciate you coming on and sharing that with us. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for speaking your truth as well and for investing and helping make the world a better place and helping support your communities. And I think you're correct uh, when you say there's a lot of people listening and a lot more who aren't. It would have been nice if they made it to this moment in time because of that public humiliation. And even as I smile about it and kind of make a joke of it, it, it really did F me up. And it, this, this, my life is in part dedicated to helping other people like me or can relate to anything like that to uh, make their lives better as well. So thank you, brother. And thanks so much for including me in your amazing show and in your life. Recovery survey of the punks. Craig, thank you again for coming on the show today. I really enjoyed our conversation and I'm looking forward to your upcoming book. Guys, be sure to check out the links in the show notes so you can find out more about Craig's books and follow along so you can get updates about his upcoming projects. You've been listening to Recovery Survey. If you got anything out of today's episode, I'd ask you to please leave us a five-star review and share this episode with a friend. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can find us at recoverysurvey.com. You can listen to all of our episodes on the website as well as connect with us on social media where you can get previews for upcoming episodes.